Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Well, as we talk about all the different ways that we can communicate with each other, one of the interesting things is what the president's doing to communicate. They're trying to change strategy and direction a little bit as they've had difficulty connecting the message of their agenda with the reality of what the American people are experiencing. Of course, we covered uh, yesterday some of the disconnect between Press Secretary Jen Psaki and what was going on with the rest of the nation as it related to the debt ceiling. There just seemed to be a, a tone deafness there, a disconnect. We also know that the White House has complained loudly and formally to national uh, news media that they don't feel they're getting fair treatment, that they're getting some negative spin on their messaging as opposed to positive stories about what they're trying to do. So yesterday, President Biden uh, did a pair of interviews trying to change the conversation a little bit, but he did not do interviews on CNN or Fox or MSNBC. He went local. Two local TV stations, one in Ohio, one in South Carolina, And this change in media strategy speaks to some of the communication challenges the president has been having in dealing with the unhappiness of the American people and within the mainstream media. So I want to break these down just a little bit. This is an interesting strategy for the president. It's one I actually think is a good strategy. A president went on a local TV station in Dayton, Ohio yesterday, where he talked about his Build Back Better uh, bill and how that would help lessen the impact of the inflation the American people are worried about. My Build Back Better initiative is designed to really impact, look, what, what, why is inflation hurt? Inflation hurts badly for the things you need. When the things you need, if inflation and diamonds went up, it wasn't going to cost a lot of people in Miami Valley a whole lot of money. But inflation and food going up, inflation and gasoline going up, inflation and energy going up makes a big difference. And so one of the things to do also, a way to help these folks is to reduce the cost of living for them on everything from childcare to insulin to the drugs they need, the, 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 the prescriptions they need, to taking care of the elderly, to Pell Grants, to be able to get people in the school. And all those things in my Build Back Better plan reduce the cost of living for average Americans significantly. So really interesting. So the president did these two interviews, again, one in Ohio, one in South Carolina. He did them from uh, basically the studio there at the White House. So it's kind of a green screen. So he had lovely Christmas trees behind him that, you know, again, like you do on your Zoom call. Uh, And again, I think this was a good strategy going to the local. The problem, I don't think the staff staffed the president very well. Uh, I don't think he was really prepared for that 
questioning because he had notes in front of him that he was reading from most of these talking points. Uh, And so that's a challenge uh, because here he is trying to connect with average voters, hardworking citizens in Ohio, and he's not looking at the television screen. He is not looking at them. He's looking down, reading these notes. Uh, So I think the strategy was right. I think the delivery was a bit off. On that same TV station, President Biden addressed the high gas and food prices. Very smart. Uh, Laid out how his plan uh, will actually lower those. So good strategy. Not so sure on the execution. Uh, You're in a situation now where gasoline prices are coming down. And I think they'll come down some more, as a matter of fact, because I've worked with other countries to also release some of their reserves to reduce the price, number one. Number two, with regard to the cost of food for everyday, you know, that's another big area. People walk in the grocery store, particularly meat, poultry, uh, and uh, uh, the uh, that's where the prices are up a lot. And uh, there's a couple things going on there. Number one, over, as you well know, over the last several years, a lot of the big operators come in and bought out the small producers and bought out the small uh, man, uh, the, 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 the small guys who are from moving it from the farm onto your table. And, uh, and so, for example, Tyson, uh, this last uh, quarter, made, I think, a little over a billion more in profit than before because they're able to raise prices. There's so few people to compete with. I'm urging the Congress to hold hearings as to the concentration of power in a few hands controlling the food processing side of the equation. Okay, so let's break this down just for a second. Again, regardless of how you feel about the president, the plans, all of those things, the first part of this answer I think was quite good. He talked about they obviously had strategically chosen a place in Ohio where fuel prices had started to come down a little bit. So he focused on that at the beginning. Then he kind of lost his way and he got back into this mode of pointing fingers, placing blame. It's not his fault. It's big energy companies that are the real problem uh, and that he's going to call for an investigation. And that's not that's not what the American people want to hear. They want to know what are you going to do about it? It's not about finger pointing. It's not about placing blame. It's about what's your solution. What are you going to do about it? Uh, And so I think there was a a good moment there in in that segment. I think there was a a weak uh, transition, and he just didn't land it. Again, he was reading off of notes on this, uh, which was also problematic for the president. Now, on another local TV station in Columbia, South Carolina, President Biden talked uh, and urged people to get their vaccines and boosters or get tested Weekly, again, some hits and some misses. You know, you hear a lot from my home state as well as yours and other states saying, well, I have my freedom. I have a right to not get vaccinated. I think of it in terms of patriotism. You're out there and you're not vaccinated. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, of the unvaccinated. You have in South Carolina 55.5% of all the people fully vaccinated and the nationwide 65%. But that those who aren't vaccinated are the ones that continue to spread the diseases. And so we should think of in the patriotic duty, whether you're whether you're working in a supermarket to make sure you have been vaccinated. So you're not spreading anything to anyone else or you're not likely to get the virus, whatever. And so that's President uh, Biden. Again, it was on a South Carolina TV station. So I think this was an interesting strategy from the White House. 
uh, to go local, to bypass the, the national media, which they have been complaining about, go straight to the people. I think that's a good strategy. I think if we look at it historically, there were some interesting uh, things pointed out in the Washington Post today, talking about how John F. Kennedy uh, you know, really taught how to use television, uh, how Dwight Eisenhower not only held the first uh, televised news conference, but he actually won an Emmy for it in 1956. Very interesting. Warden G. Harding was the first president to use radio, which obviously paved the way for Franklin D. Roosevelt's uh, fireside chats. Uh, so they they made the interesting conclusion if the pandemic keeps rolling, uh, the, the communications legacy from the Biden administration might be Zoom. Uh, and so it's just an interesting thing to look at how administrations go at communicating and connecting with the American people. I applaud the administration for changing their tactic uh, and trying to get a little more personal and a little more uh, connected uh, to the average voter. Uh, now they got to work on the execution of that in terms of the messaging so that the president's comfortable and confident in those uh, and making sure he can connect the dots for what the policy is and what it actually means to the reality of what the American people are living. We're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, it's Joe Manchin in the middle. And it may not be about Joe Manchin. It may be about all the other senators. Let's talk about that coming up next. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.